I am honored to have the opportunity to share my perspective on nuclear science and technology in Africa with you today. I am going to talk about radiation, its sources, categories, and nuclear security and related NGO role. I have divided my talk into four parts. First, I will explain the concept of radiation. Second, I will move on to talk about radiation sources. Third, I will discuss the IAEA radioactive source categorization system. Fourth, I am going to talk about nuclear security and fit Africa's work in strengthening nuclear security in Africa. Finally, I will wrap up with our fourth takeaway. So let me start by explaining radiation. The first thing you need to know is the origin of the term and its extensional meaning, radiation types and classes. But what is radiation? The word radiation comes from the Latin word radiatio, which means ray of light. Radiation is energy in the form of high particles or electromagnetic waves released from the atoms of a radioactive source traveling through space at the speed of light and absorbed by humans and other objects. There are four types of radiation. Each type has different properties that affect how people detect it and how it can affect humans. Many forms of radiation are invisible. We cannot feel it, see it, test it, or smell it. Therefore, only well-trained and competent professionals with the use of special instruments can detect radiation, measure its intensity, and interpret the result. A distinctive feature of radiation is that each type is either ionizing or non-ionizing. Ionizing radiation has sufficient energy to penetrate humans, thus a health risk. Most ionizing radiation comes from radioactive material and X-ray machines and include alpha particles, beta particles, electromagnetic spectrum, and neutrons. Non-ionizing radiation is potentially less harmful, but can hit substances. For example, the microwave radiation inside a microwave oven heats water and food rapidly. We are exposed to low levels of non-ionizing radiation every day. Exposure to intense direct amount of non-ionizing radiation may result in damage to tissue due to heat. Let me move to the second part. I'd like to talk about radiation sources. You will remember I mentioned earlier that radiation comes from radioactive sources. 
where the active sources are composed of atoms that are unstable. An unstable atom gives off its excess energy until it becomes stable. The excess energy emitted is called radiation. Note that there are two sources of radiation, natural and man-made, that we live with safely every day. Natural radiation or background radiation comes from three sources. Cosmic radiation comes from the air and from outer space. The sun and stars send a constant stream of cosmic radiation to Earth, much like a steady drizzle of rain. Next, terrestrial radiation comes from the Earth itself. This is because radioactive materials, including uranium, thorium, and radium, exist naturally in soil and rock. Essentially, all air contains radon, which is responsible for most of the background radiation dose that humans receive each year from natural background sources. In addition, water contains small amounts of dissolved uranium and thorium, and all organic matter both plants and animals contain radioactive carbon and potassium. Some of these materials are ingested with food and water, while others, such as radon, are inhaled. Then, internal radiation comes from people, mainly from radioactive potassium-40 and carbon-14 inside our bodies from birth, and therefore we are sources of exposure to others. Man-made radiation is radiation artificially created from the decay of radioactive isotopes by people to enhance human prosperity. Every day we use ionizing radiation to help us live healthy lives. Approximately half of all cancer patients receive radiation therapy during their lifetime. The radiation therapy uses radiation with high amounts of energy in order to kill cancerous cells by damaging their DNA. But it can affect normal cells too. Although all living things are exposed to natural background radiation, exposure to man-made radiation sources differs from members of the public and occupationally exposed individuals. Members of the public are exposed to radiation from medical sources, which is by far the most significant man-made source, primarily during diagnostic x-rays and nuclear medicine procedures. The public is also exposed to radiation from consumer products, such as building and road construction materials, televisions, smoke detectors, combustible fuels, including gas and coal.
In general, occupational exposed individuals work in areas including fuel cycle facilities, industrial radiography, radioactive departments, nuclear medicine department, radiation oncology department, nuclear power plant, and government and university research laboratories. Such individuals are exposed to varying amounts of radiation, depending on their specific jobs and the sources with which they work. For that reason, National Nuclear Regulatory Authorities require it licensees to limit occupational exposure to adults working with radioactive material to below an acceptable set level per year. Third, I will move on to talk about IAEA categorization system. The International Atomic Energy Agency is the leading international organization for intergovernmental, scientific, and technical cooperation in nuclear and radiological fields. The risks posed by radioactive sources vary widely, depending on such factors as the radionuclide use, the physical and chemical form, and the activity. In 2004, the IAEA published a Code of Conduct on the Safety and Security of Radioactive Sources. This document marked the beginning of a global trend towards the increased control of accountability for and security of radioactive sources. The categorization system set out in the safety guide has five categories with category one sources being the most hazardous and category five sources the least hazardous. A hazard source is one that could give rise to an exposure sufficient to cause a severe deterministic effect if not managed safely and securely. On the basis of this categorization, risk-informed decisions can be made in a graded approach to the regulatory control of radioactive sources for the purposes of safety and security. The categorization system is used by national authorities in establishing the appropriate degree of regulatory control for many activities which include developing or refining national regulatory infrastructure, developing national strategies for improving control of radioactive sources, optimizing security measures for radioactive sources, including measures directed against their possible malicious misuse, and emergency planning and response. Recent threats and evolving security environment has brought consideration of radioactive source hazard in the categorization system to the fore. This was noted in a June 2021 consensus report 
on radioactive sources, applications, and alternatives that was released by the United States National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine's Ad Hoc Committee, of which I was one of the experts. Consequently, the expert proposed change to making of source hazard. According to the experts, for prioritizing effort to reduce risks from malicious use of radiation sources, the U.S. National Regulatory Commission should consider radiation sources' potential to cause contamination of large areas resulting in economic and social disruption, so otherwise known as area denial, to determine what, if any, additional security measures are needed. This proposal, if adopted and implemented in the United States and internationally, will strengthen global nuclear security architecture, including in Africa, because most common radionuclides contain in category 1, 2, and 3 radioactive sources are widely used across many fields in Africa. I want to talk about the fourth point. Let me take a moment to briefly talk about security of nuclear and other radioactive material in Africa. Technically, the term nuclear refers to uranium, plutonium, and thorium, or other compound thereof, while the phrase other radioactive material refers primarily to ionizing radiation sources, such as cesium-137, strontium-90, iridium-192, cobalt-60, and radium-226. Nuclear materials and technology find various peaceful applications in Africa. For example, the IAEA, in line with its Atom for Peace and Development mandate, supports African countries in their efforts to reach the 17 Sustainable Development Goals set out in the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Many countries use nuclear science and technology to contribute to and meet their development objectives in areas including energy, human health, food production, water management, and environmental protection. The use of these techniques contributes directly to nine of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. However, Nuclear materials and other radioactive substances can harm the people and environment if used by non-authorized persons, in particular if those materials are acquired by terrorists, this would be a serious threat for security worldwide. Nuclear security deals with the prevention and detection of and response to theft, sabotage, unauthorized access, illegal transfer, or other malicious acts involving nuclear material, other radioactive substances, or their associated facilities. 
Nuclear security is so far a national responsibility that makes more difficult the implementation and assessment of standard international practices. In recent years, with the increasing terrorism threat worldwide, nuclear security is getting more and more important. This has been one of the drivers of the international community to apply greater effort to minimize this threat. I want to talk about the fifth point, which is about the phrases. I'm going to talk about how our phrases, activities, and programs complement and fill gaps in effort of national government and international organizations towards strengthening nuclear security in Africa. Afrisis is a small non-profit organization with headquarters in Ghana. Afrisis operates two offices, one in Accra in partnership with Ghana Atomic Energy Commission since 2012, and another in Yaoundé in partnership with Cameroon National Radiation Protection Agency since 2015. The mission of Afrisis is twofold to help African states comply with international treaties and conventions in order to prevent the use of weapons of mass destruction, and to promote the development and safe and peaceful use of nuclear technologies. Africans make use of a network of global and multi-sectoral partnerships to assess security threats, identify implementation challenges, reflect on regional approaches, and build the human capacities and capabilities vital for national government to understand and make informed choices about security threats of domestic and international concern. AFRISIS was created in response to observations by global organizations, including African Union, United Nations, and the European Union that threats posed by WMDs have been left largely unaddressed in Africa. Historically, this inaction has been the result of a lack of awareness and coordinated action across the continent, strained resources, and the pressing nature of other acute economic and political issues. However, Modern development in many African states now makes it essential that we focus explicitly on nuclear safety and security. Currently, more than a dozen African states are planning to develop nuclear power plants in order to address their severe energy crisis and planning to move forward with biotechnology in order to achieve food security and sustainable agriculture. These are exciting, positive developments, but they are occurring on a continent burdened by a growing number of issues. These factors create security challenges for international trade of dry-use WMD-sensitive materials and take considerable financial and political tasks on African states, which in turn weaken global effort to combat nuclear and radiological terrorism. In summary, I have four takeaways for you. First, 
Radiation is part of everyday life and is all around us. Since the beginning of time, all living creatures have been and are still being exposed to low levels of non-ionizing radiation. Since radiation can be harmful in large doses, however, we should simply avoid unnecessary exposure. Second, there are four major types of radiation. Alpha particles, beta particles, neutrons, and electromagnetic waves. They differ in mass, energy, and how deeply they penetrate humans and other objects. Gamma rays and X-rays can penetrate through the human body. This is why they are useful in medicine. To show where bones are broken or where there is to decay or to locate a tumor. Third, nuclear security is the cornerstone of preventing nuclear terrorism. An attack anywhere in the world would be an attack everywhere. Currently, nuclear material security largely depends on actions by individual states. A comprehensive global system is needed to provide confidence in each state's material security. Fourth and finally, as Africans, we are always seeking broader collaborations in our mission. We hope to partner with ministries, state and federal government to defend against the dangerous and violent use of nuclear and other radioactive materials, and to promote their peaceful and beneficial uses, not just in Nigeria, but also in Africa and across the world. Thank you.